It's Sports by the Book at the South Point Studio. Here's Jeff Parles. Welcome in. It is the final day of January. How about that here on Sports by the Book? I'm Jeff Parles. Alex White is here and joining us in the studio at the beginning of the show. Our guy, Vinny Maliula. Now that you say that, first of all, hello. Good to be with you. Good afternoon. It's already February. Right? Striding, isn't it? My goodness. Weren't we just talking about uh, preseason football (laughs) yesterday? Feels like it. We have have one football game left. By the way, Vinny. Yes. It is a leap year this year, as you know. So we get an extra day? We get an extra day in in the month of February, which turns it into a 360. Can't get an extra day of football. We'll have to get an extra day of basketball and hockey. Can't get an extra day of, uh, yeah, basically, but... Uh, Vinny, I don't know if you know, there's a uh, pretty significant football game happening here in 10 days. <laughs> I heard about that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, uh, my my niece's uh, uh, flag football championship. Oh, no, Henderson. Right. <laughs> Super Bowl right here in Las Vegas. Who'd have thunk it? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Great. Uh, great. It's going to be a great event. There, No question about it. I mean, the Super Bowl is always great. It's always terrific to have it. In Las Vegas, you know, uh, for Las Vegas, whenever it's Super Bowl weekend, uh, Las Vegas is always um, as big, if not bigger, attendance-wise than the host city. And now, of course, that we are the host city, uh, I, I think it's safe to say that this this will be our our biggest year in terms of handle. I'd be shocked if we did not set a uh, handle record. Uh, because everybody's interested in the Super Bowl, Alex. And not to mention these two teams that we landed with. Yeah, great point. Two very public teams and have been public for a long time. And when we say public teams in our world, that's teams that have a, a national following, not just their their fan bases within their respective cities, uh, but teams that everybody gets involved with during the course of the regular season uh, from a betting perspective. So two very public teams here with great history and uh, very popular. I think, you know, what else adds to it, frankly, you know, the fantasy uh, football aspect of it. Uh, you know, these are two teams with uh, very high-profile players, yeah. high-scoring players. And uh, so that's another reason why that contributes to to that national interest and their, and, and their success on a, a year-in and year-out basis. It's also the Raiders' nightmare matchup that, uh, that I <laughs> yes. forget that I didn't even put two and two. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, it's... Uh, their former uh, Bay Area mates in San yeah. Francisco, and of mm-hmm. course, uh, not much of a rivalry right now, but the biggest rival that they've had basically throughout their existence in, in the Chiefs. Yeah, and, they, and you know, it's interesting, too. We've seen firsthand the response when both of these teams have been here. So look at the 49ers who were here this year. I think it was the preseason. Last year, it was during the regular season. Uh, of course, the Chiefs come here, uh, you know, every year now uh, as being division uh, uh, rivals with uh, with the Raiders, so and there's always a great response with those teams when they come here, right? Their fans uh, do represent uh, and travel very well, so uh, we've seen that before. So uh, we'll we'll see a lot of those uh, same folks, I think, uh, when we uh, when we get to the game on the 11th. So there was a picture going around that there was a Kansas City Chiefs flag buried under Allegiant Stadium by a construction worker, by a right? Construction yeah. worker, but yeah. Frank said it is not true. <laughs> It's not we, true. Yeah, we talked about it on the show today, and it was proven to be false. Yeah, that so. was the same guy. I think that uh, that they uh, took a picture of uh, uh, when they were b- building the old uh, Giant Stadium, right? And uh, uh, talked about uh, uh, somebody uh, somebody uh, yeah, of notoriety being you, buried you can there. Say it. Somebody of notoriety being buried there. 
So yeah, you, you could say who it was. Well, I'm not going to say it. I don't know if the statute of limitations has run out <laughs> That's yet. Fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. Just look that up online. It's a pretty easy find. Uh, I, and, oh, no, but that, I, yeah, that, I, there's all kinds of there's all sorts of crazy. Right, I remember reading. You know, now you say that. I remember reading something about that too with, um, with the Red Sox and the Yankees rivalry, where some a jersey or or something was was. You know, at the new Yankee Stadium, okay. I don't know something. You know, there's always these after-the-fact uh, rumors that come come about. But so. the truth is, the Chiefs do get to play in Allegiant Stadium. Yes, for they Super do. Bowl before the Raiders. So yes, that's, there uh, is that. Well, that. I mean, well, remember, only two teams have played in their home stadium for Super Bowls, and it happened back to back years. Right. Back to back years, right? Yeah, with so the, Bucks the Bucks and the Rams. And the Rams yeah. So. Uh, but uh, regardless, you know, so Vinny. We're at sitting at two right now. Yes. 47 and a half if we're looking at a traditional sense. Uh, and uh, the beginnings of the prop booklet are out. The beginnings. Yes. The beginning, which is, let's remember, the beginning. So it's two pages. Well, three if you include next year's uh, Super Bowl futures. Um, how, many, how many people bet the Lions already? Uh, there's a few, especially uh, with the, the return of their uh, coaching staff, right? Yeah, ben the, Johnson, ben Johnson is, is sticking with the Jared uh, Goff only has to go yeah. outside three times next year. <laughs> yeah, that's a good. Uh, that's a good point. Um, so you know, there was really some concern, I think, on the part of Lions fans that Johnson was going to be leaving for head coaching job. He did interview for somebody. He he's staying. So, but these uh, the props here. By the way, you mentioned the number two. That's where we opened it on Sunday evening. And then they took the two. They took one and a half. We were down at one. And then we had some considerable bets. Remember, Jimmy Vaccaro was in uh, earlier in the week at the at the top of the week, and uh, there were some uh, uh, was some considerable play on the Niners uh, on the side laying the one and uh, the money line, and also yesterday. So uh, went uh, Chris Andrews mentioned uh, uh, yesterday uh, right around between nine and nine thirty yesterday morning. Uh, the game went back up to two. Total under a little bit of money from 48 to 47 and a half where we're sitting right now here at South Point, but that will likely go up as we get into next week especially. Uh, I mentioned the fact that these are these teams have very popular players, particularly offensively, right? Um, but uh, I, I can tell you that the, the public will be involved with the over. They're going to love to root for points in this game. So uh, no, I think we'll see no it way. go back up. No, no real shocker there. I know. Did I'm, you I'm say the money on. line for each team? Because I want to make sure I got it right. Because no, they bet the money line earlier uh, uh, on the other day on the Niners. They laid the money line. Yeah, but yeah. it's it's, it's one thirty right now. Yeah, I think Minus yeah it's one thirty one twenty five. Yeah, I just walked in. It was back up to one thirty. So mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. The rest of the week, of course, the prop booklet will get larger. Let me get Alex's uh, exact info. Though I want to give her the real. What's one thirty? It might have come down to one uh, one twenty five. So okay. go ahead, Jeff. I'll pull so, it up. So now the uh, the booklet will get bigger, obviously, throughout the week. Oh my goodness! As you we know. know, and 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 also too, Vinny. It just once the booklet is full, and you'll have everything up by Friday. Correct. You want to have we want to have it up uh, by Friday yeah. because um, we'll grab another uh, another weekend. You know, it's not right. so it just won't be because there are some folks that will be in this weekend that, that won't be here for the uh, for the game itself. So um, let me just uh, check for you, Alex, here. Complete game. Yeah. Um, looks like 125, Alex. 
Okay. So one twenty-five and plus one fifteen. Yeah. The Chiefs. Right? So yep, minus a minus a quarter on the uh, Niners and plus fifteen cents uh, on the Chiefs. So obviously, if you if you like the Chiefs to win the game, bet the money line. So you're not laying laying juice. So. Um, and if you like the Niners, then you'll probably lay the two points because you think they can they can cover the two points, and and you'll save fifteen cents there. So, um, but to, back to your question, Jeff, about the props, trying to uh, grab uh, as many you know folks uh, give the fo- as many folks the opportunity as possible to bet the props, and uh, having another weekend to do so uh, is is very beneficial. Now, when we do put out the full sheet, you'll see a lot of pros involved with these with these props because. Props are really one of the great shopping experiences for betters. Alex, you know this firsthand because some of the props are very similar, especially player props. And so, you know, there's a lot of uh, opinion built into those. So depending on which property, you know, you you, you might have yourself uh, a significant difference in in total number of yards. Let's say that's a great example. That's one where sometimes folks can have the opportunity at one particular shop to bet over, and then at another shop bet under, and also depending on how they move. So <clears throat> there's uh, you know arbitraging going on and things like that. So uh, props uh, do create uh, quite a bit of of shopping opportunity for for folks too. And the other thing about props is depending on on the uh, on the property the props can account for maybe 50% to to 60 or 65% of the overall super bowl handle so they've become that much more popular and uh, that's something that uh, uh, that's really uh, uh, that's something that's really been a uh, a key factor uh, over the uh, over the years, especially in the last ten years, with props. So you see what happens when a uh, defensive tackle scores a touchdown, then <laughs> one William the Refrigerator Perry. I think we're still paying that prop. You're by the way, I think there's off, a few uh, tickets still show up every, that's, that's, every uh, now and then. And I'll tell you, 30, uh, almost forty years ago. I, I have to tell you, um, yeah. So what? Nineteen eighty-six, right? Yeah. And, so thirty-eight uh, years ago now. How about that, Vinny? I got to tell you, here was the reason that. First of all, he was very popular. To begin with, and I, I distinctly remember, and I tell this story every year because it it, it bears repeating. The roar, it, no pun intended, Ann. No, it, it it does. The bears, the bears bear repeating. The roar when he went in the game. <laughs> forget about him scoring the touchdown, but just that the camera. Remember the camera. Looking up at the big screen at Caesar, I'm looking up and I'm and, and there's the camera with the big 72 in in the frame, and he goes lumbering into the huddle, and I turn to the guys and said, he he's he's getting the ball, not Walter Payton, the one of the greatest running backs of all time getting the ball, the big man got the ball and went right in, and here was was the damage, on the short term, it was a one way prop, everywhere in town when we put it up, it was just. Fridge to score a prop, uh, score a touchdown. Not will or will not. Right. And it opened, I don't know, 50 to 1. And I, I got to tell you, it closed, I think, at even money. I mean, it was just because every, everybody had to have a ticket. Even if it was $5, everybody had a ticket on that prop. That's why I say to this day, 
Uh, I think you know a few of them will probably show up. If nothing else, there'll be pictures of them showing up, saying, "Hey, remember this? Yeah, yeah thanks a lot." <laughs> but what he did, though, is in all seriousness, was make us realize, "Hey, we really got something now here with with props." Because it's, I mean, at that time there was maybe a dozen ways. I mean, I'm, and again, I go back. Chris, Jimmy, and I go back. Uh, you know, to to when we were breaking in, in in the industry, to where you had the game, you had the total, you had a money line. Oh, and by the way, you had a halftime. That was it. That was the Super Bowl. That was the extent of the Super Bowl betting menu. So the fridge prop really, uh, from then on, every year, we put up more and more props, uh, and and uh, n- n- no one way props uh, <laughs> anymore. So, but strong. And correct me if I'm wrong. Lots of different places to watch the game here. I think four thousand. We will. Seats. Yes, good, good point, Alex. Here at South Point, we will accommodate uh, over four thousand. When you look at the entire property, I mean, obviously the book uh, behind us uh, in in the race book, all the races will be done by then. Uh, there are TVs throughout the ra- you know the regular gaming area and the and the, ca- and the casino floor. But the Grand View Lounge, we'll have the showroom uh, open, all of the lounges. We're going to have the ballroom up open upstairs for a couple of thousand of those people with with wagering opportunity. We'll have a satellite sports book uh, upstairs. We'll have it in the arena area as well, in the uh, uh, event center. And then, of course, there's uh, there's a VIP party as well So uh, for uh, uh, invited casino guests. But there's something for everybody. And by the way, there's no charge. Uh, we don't charge for any of the uh, the parties, just like no charge for parking and things like that. Uh, let's remember this. We've got the nickel vig on the other side mm-hmm. to bet. You can uh, bet 105 uh, on, on either side, too. So that's uh, something that's become a uh, Super Bowl tradition here, too. So uh, they'll... they'll you, everybody will get involved with this in one way or another, uh, whether it's with the game, the props, or both. Be a lot of fun, yes. regardless. Uh, yeah. Still pretty amazing that the game is here, but hey, uh, like you said, it, it, you know, it's funny because Chris uh, said something on social media about it, basically like, hey, it's even though the game is here, it's still going to be pretty similar to the amount of people that are that are well, here anyway. <laughs> listen, you know, you know, there's sixty five thousand, a little over sixty five thousand in, uh, uh, in Allegiant Stadium, stadium yeah. but there's going to be uh, close to four hundred thousand people yeah. in town. So, uh, yeah, we'll we'll accommodate as we'll many okay. of them as we can yeah. for a lot sure. Of fun. Yeah, a lot of fun. Vinny, for sure. Pleasure as always. Always good to we'll be with all of you. To all work right. as always. Yep. Vinny Malula, everyone. All right, we're gonna take a quick break. We get back. Jason Weingarten. He's got thoughts on some props, and uh, who knows? Maybe we'll even dive into some early look at looks at baseball season as well. Remember that sport, Vinny? Remember baseball? On a very respected opinion, so yeah, good to see Jason. Uh, best to you during the games. I see him waiting in the bullpen. So uh, <laughs> I give him a give him a wave. Absolutely, Jason Weingarten with us next. Sports by the book, South Point Studio. South Point is also proud to provide a variety of relaxing amenities for the guests who want to be pampered. Soak up the sun and let your stress melt away in our lagoon-style paradise swimming pool. A relaxing getaway where you can bask in the desert sun and enjoy seasonal food and bar service poolside. And if you really want to escape, come to Spa Costa del Sur. From couple suites to a co-ed wet area, our spa caters to business and leisure travelers who want to unwind and elevate their senses. A visit to one of our spa's steam, sauna, or whirlpool treatment rooms will leave any guest feeling like they can take on the world. 
gaming amenities include over 60 table games and over 2,600 of the most popular slot and video poker machines. We have penny slots, including the popular Buffalo games and real machines like Wheel of Fortune, Triple Sevens, and Mega Bucks. If you prefer video poker, try Deuces Wild, Double Double Bonus, or a variety of multi-denomination games. Or try your hand at one of the most popular casino table games in the world, Blackjack. Don't let the game intimidate you. Blackjack, also known as 21, is both easy and fun. And our dealers are always happy to assist. And the best part? Blackjack always pays three to two. Next, check out the roulette tables. Roulette is one of the easiest casino games to learn and so much fun to play. It's a favorite of both beginners and seasoned players. In addition to blackjack and roulette, our casino pit features over 60 popular table games like Baccarat, High Gal Poker, Three Card Poker, Ultimate Texas Hold'em, and Mississippi Stud. So get out of your room and come join in the fun. Welcome back in. It is Sports by the Book here at the South Point Studio. I'm Jeff Barles. Alex White alongside. Double duty for you today. Yeah. You had to deal with you had to deal with Frank for an hour. Now you have to deal with me. I don't know how you do it. I, I like it. I like the double <laughs> duty days. It's a lot of fun. And we uh, we had fun on that show. We got to do some Pittsburgh stuff because it was the 79th episode. I'm shocked at that, even if it wasn't the 79th episode. But do you know which teams won in 79? Uh, the, the, uh, the Pittsburgh Pirates and the Steelers both won that year. You can't get him. You have to get Himbo on your show and see if his trivia can get you. Oh, uh, well, what? Uh, the, the guy who knows a lot of baseball is about to join us uh, now, Jason Weingarten, uh, with us right now. Uh, and what? That's the, uh, Jason, that was the Pirates and the, the, the Orioles, right? In 79? That sounds right. That sounds right. Sounds, that was that, that. You know, I was I wasn't born for about eight, eight years, so <laughs> okay. um, I have to look it up. But Jason, no one sounds on, correct. That, that that was right. None of us on set were born at that point. So uh, so uh, yeah, I, I know I, I don't want to. Chris isn't here, so he can't defend himself. But he would know the Pittsburgh fan himself, yes. Chris. And uh, as we know, Frank Nicotero, big uh, Pittsburgh guy, uh, to say the very least. Yeah, <laughs> okay, Frank Nicotero. Jason, it's a pleasure to see you, man. Uh, I just want to start this off here where going just general thoughts on the game before we get into some props where for me, I haven't bet anything yet on this, but it is kind of hard to look at this and be like, hey, I'm getting a dog price on Patrick Mahomes like I did last year in the Super Bowl, like I did through the last two rounds of this postseason. I know what the numbers say for throughout the year with the Niners, but this does kind of feel like, hey. If we're betting just in the traditional sense, it's look to Kansas City money line or nothing here. Yeah, you know, uh, I'm a big proponent of the take Mahomes when he's a dog theory. And it works every time except the the one time it didn't versus mm-hmm. Tampa Bay. So, uh, yeah, I mean, if if you're looking to, to make a recreational bet, there are certainly worse ways to approach the game than just taking uh, Kansas City here. Um, the last segment with Vinny, I was uh, I was listening in as I was getting ready to come on. You guys were talking about uh, the refrigerator Perry moment, the refrigerator the refrigerator Perry bet in '84. Uh, I got to tell you, a couple years ago, 
um, the same Bucks game, I asked and requested a couple books to put up a Vita Vea anytime touchdown prop. And if you remember, he came in as a running back on the one yard line mm-hmm. for a play. I think it was in the second quarter. I lost my mind. I know exactly <laughs> what Vinny was talking about. I was, he didn't even score and I still lost my mind just having him on the field. You know, I know the roar. So that William, the, the fridge moment was either the best or worst thing in the history of prop betting. It changed everything. I, I, I totally was just nodding along. Like I know exactly what Vinny's talking about. It was one of the biggest moments in sports betting history for, for practical purposes. I feel like I remember when you brought that up uh, on the other show that used to be here, Jason, with, with Vea. I mean, that would have been I mean, just I looked the- it up. I looked up all the game logs for the season and they had run that play in the season. So I knew it had, you know, I knew it was installed. I knew I was like, this is, this is a bet. This is a good one. <laughs> so actually the first thing I look for is what defensive players, what, what retiring offensive linemen could theoretically get a touchdown and a blowout. That is literally the, the first thing I look for every year. So let's uh, let, let's look, let's look at uh, just any time touchdowns then since we're on it real quick. And look, this this dude scored the last time the Niners were in the Super Bowl, and that's the fullback Kyle Uzcheck, who of course has uh, been around now for uh, this whole run that the Niners are on. Uh, that's a guy I would imagine you're looking at here in this Super Bowl. Yeah, he's uh, he's one of my favorite players. Um, one of my one of my friends who's uh, one of the traders at, at one of the offshores. I, I always tend to message him every every uh, game day when there's a 49ers game. How much are we betting on? Uh, Use check first touchdown anytime touchdown today. We we bet that every week. He's uh, he's one of my favorite players. One of several of my friends' favorite players. Um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he got a goal line carry. Uh, if he doesn't, then uh, Elijah Mitchell might be getting some of those carries that you saw it late in the the Lions game when uh, McCaffrey landed on his head. Mm-hmm. Um, with Eli- uh, Elijah Mitchell took yep. the uh, took the touchdown in. So I'm. I'm looking for some other guys besides McCaffrey to get a rushing touchdown for the 49ers. Very good. Okay, we have some options for you here at South Point because you can get a player to score the first touchdown use check 40 to 1 or player to score the first 49ers touchdown at 25 to 1. Would that interest you? Yeah, I'd take the 25 to 1 on the the 49ers more than the the full game. Um I would prefer an anytime touchdown right. or a last touchdown okay. as opposed to the first touchdown for for use check. Forty um, to one. Yo, I, I what what'd you say? Forty to one on that for last touchdown in the game. Yeah, I, I, I don't I don't hate that. You know, uh maybe they give them give them a, a late carry or something if, if the 49ers are, are you know blowing them out up a couple touchdowns. There's a bunch of situations where he scores in this game. He's a good player. Um, don't don't count out the fullback. I love fullbacks. Are you looking at him in any other props besides touchdown props? Not much. I mean, he's not not sort of the guy you're going to really game plan around. You know, you're, you're not going to get him multiple carries outside of the goal line situation. But um, when I when I break down first touchdowns, one of the things I like to look at is who do I think or who has been playing in the goal line packages in the playoff game. So um, we know that use uh, check is you know essential in a lot of their goal line formations. That's that's just a guy like. Um, you know, just, just from that angle, but, uh, you know, yeah, this is, uh, it's going to be a good game. I'm, I'm pretty excited. I actually have a standing room only ticket. I'm, I'm debating if I'm going to come to the game. A, J- a JSX flight at the end of the week, uh, Jason. 
<laughs> no, I'm uh, I'm I'm gonna have to drive in. I think uh, if I come, I'm gonna have to get up at like 4 a.m. in L.A. and right. make the long journey out here, Dave. It'll be a very long day, but um, the Super Bowl is just such a fun experience. It's I, I might have to do it. So, uh, Jason, uh, just uh, I, I want to bring up one that I know we're talking with you in the past, and I, I haven't seen any numbers on this yet, and I think the books have caught on uh, with this, is the amount of players to attempt a pass. I know we've discussed this one in the past, where it's usually either two and a half or three and a half. This is a little bit of a weird matchup, though, because you look at the Niners' side, uh not very often <laughs> this year with with a with a uh, a non quarterback throwing the ball. And for the Kansas City side, we've seen Kelsey throw it in the past. We've seen Noah Gray throw it in the past. And Blake Bell, who is on this roster still, of course, played quarterback in college for a time at Oklahoma. I, I'm actually kind of see, looking to see. Yeah, I know that it may be one way train on this, but if I can get a reasonable number on an over two and a half players to attempt to pass, I think I would do that this go around. Absolutely. I always love that bet. You're always, you know, you always have the injury card too. If somebody yep. falls, stumbles, hurts a, hurts a leg, breaks a, you know, a knee, whatever. Um, you know, you get that, that two and a half hits easily that way. Trick plays. If you've been saving a trick play, there's no more saving the trick plays after this week. You use every, every trick play and gadget play you got in the Super Bowl. So, um, the Philly special, whatever you pull it out. I, I love the over two and a half. I love, uh, you know, if you could get uh, any sort of running back to throw a touchdown prop, I uh, I did well with Joe Mixon throwing that option touchdown against the, the Rams a couple of years ago. That was a one of my bigger Super Bowl prop wins recently of, of recent memory. Um, but yeah, I'm always looking for little quirks like that that uh, might pop up in a big game because you have no reason to hold back your best plays at this point. None. Jason, when this is all said and done, how many props do you think you'll have in the account? Less than so. So in years past, I've been a maniac and just bet tons and tons of things and just kept betting. And, and just as the week goes on, oh yeah, I gotta add that. I gotta add that. Um, I'm a lot more disciplined now. I, I could wait and not necessarily have to go and pick off a ton of openers. And like, I won't be in Vegas for for the props this year. Mm -hmm. um, I haven't I haven't been for a while, but. Yeah, I'll have I'll have a good amount of stuff in play. You know, I'll, I'll have probably two, three times amount of props as I will on the, the game on the money line or spread total itself when all said and done. Um, a lot of it will be stuff for for my own entertainment, and then a lot of it will be sort of stuff that I'm hoping to make a good amount of money on. But one thing I don't have so far is a lot of MVP bets. Surprisingly, okay, um, I don't. I don't know if you know this or not, but no quarterback has won three Super Bowl MVPs in a row. Not to say that Patrick Mahomes can't do it because Patrick Mahomes could literally do anything. He's one of the best quarterbacks I've ever seen. Um, but I, I'm not really sold that Mahomes is just going to get his third MVP if the Chiefs win. I'm not sold that Travis Kelsey is going to get it. I think this is a market that this year I'm going to have to actually kind of dive into a little deeper because uh, – Historically, I mean, if, if Kelsey or Mahomes do win, and again, I'm just pointing this out historically, it would buck a lot of trends we're seeing. And I'm not saying it's not impossible. I'm just saying, um, you know, I'm, I'm sort of thinking it's not happening. Very interesting. Now, from the other side, which I don't know, you haven't really told us which side you're on. You said you're not opposed to taking plus money with Patrick Mahomes. But on the other side, if the Niners win, 
for MVP? Are you looking at Brock Purdy or maybe down the list as well? So hard because the, the narrative against Purdy is he's he's the seventh rounder and he doesn't deserve the MVP. Um, but he's surrounded by so many good players. McCaffrey, Debo Samuel has been a, a popular pick this week. Um, I'm not convinced that Purdy's going to win it. I think McCaffrey is 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 the the guy for the the 49ers. Like you you asked me who the best who the best skill position player on the 49ers is, I'm going to pick McCaffrey over Purdy. So, um, you know, I think the voters are likely going to see it that way and it wouldn't surprise me if the 49ers win this game if it's done on uh, Purdy's or excuse me on McCaffrey's legs as opposed to uh, Purdy's Purdy's arm if that makes sense. Yep. We're we're both of us are sitting on big uh, Debo numbers right now, uh, which is good. No, it's that's yeah. where you want to be. I mean, you're gonna have to put a game plan out there. You know, if you're if you're the uh, if if you're Kansas City, obviously stopping McCaffrey's key. So Debo's got you know plenty of opportunities to to make his mark. Would not surprise me if uh, if he does win it. If the 49ers win. Yeah, again, it's uh, I, I'm with you with the with, with a lot of what you said there, Jason. Because just again, it's for Kansas City side. Unless if I, I know what you said with the quarterbacks, but unless if Travis Kelsey has this unbelievable game or there's defensive touchdowns, right. I feel like Mahomes is going to win that award yet again. It would be his third in, in four Super Bowls, which is pretty crazy as it is but uh, well, you like, brought up kelsey yeah you brought up kelsey real quick yeah i think actually one of the best bets of the week is going to be waiting as the week goes on until closer to game time to pop all the kelsey unders you okay know, no touchdown under receptions under yards because everybody is going to be betting those overs all week it's it's going to be if you ask what are the most popular prop bets on saturday afternoon or sunday morning the books everywhere are going to tell you Kelsey touchdown, Kelsey over yards, Kelsey over receptions. They're just going to keep going up, up, up. You're going to get some great numbers. You just have to wait. You know, a lot of waiting and betting unders on this stuff is, uh, you know, just just waiting for for uh, over money to come in all week. Does that worry you at all because of the way Kelsey has looked in the postseason, these last few playoff games? I mean, for a while down the stretch there, well, we know Kansas City's offense wasn't the same as the past few years. So, but Kelsey wasn't even getting the receptions that we're used to seeing or the yards, but these last few games, we've really seen him step up in that role. It doesn't worry me because if I'm looking at this from the San Francisco defense perspective, yeah. I'm the defensive coordinator. My job is to take away Patrick Mahomes' best weapons and make me beat them with their worst players. So my game plan is going to be focused on stopping Travis Kelsey and making Patrick Mahomes throw to his receivers, play vertically, you know, this game is going to be won or lost on the offensive line. Like it's, it's, it's not rocket science to say that, but, but all football basically comes down to winning and losing on the offensive and defensive line. Um, that's, that's what I'm looking at. And if, if you take away Travis Kelsey and if you don't give Patrick Mahomes time to throw, it's going to be a bad day for for that offense. So my whole game plan would be around stopping Kelsey essentially and making Patrick Mahomes beat me with the worst players. Jason, I want to, I want to, before we let you go, I want to shift over to baseball because obviously uh, we're, we're dealing with a circumstance now where the Dodgers obviously had the, the most unbelievable offseason you could possibly put together. The Braves are still really good, but then you, they're both in the same league and 
baseball still happens, Jason, as we know in the postseason. Uh, this really, really is a year where I kind of want to go down the board on a future if I'm going to look for early season futures. Uh, I'm just not sure what direction I would look to go with on a team. Is there any team down the board that would you potentially pinpoint early on here? So hard because I always look, I start at the bottom, you know, and I, I want to try to make cases for the worst teams. And then I start to go, start to go to the middle of the pack. And then you get to the top, you get to the Dodgers and the Braves and you're like, Oh yeah, Dodgers and the Braves are just going to beat all these teams. And, but then, Hey, every once in a while you get a team like Arizona that just, you know, ends up in the world series. And that is really one of the great things about baseball. Um, I think this is a really top heavy year. Obviously the Dodgers and the Braves and the national league are heads and shoulders above everybody else. Um, one bet I'm I'm really interested in making this year, and perhaps I'm a year too late, but I think uh, Ronald Acuna to repeat as MVP is a really interesting bet yeah. in uh, the National League. He just loves baseball so much. He's been playing in Venezuela this offseason. Like, the guy loves baseball. Like, like, he just truly loves playing baseball. He's one of the best players I've seen recently, and his projections, um, all the fantasy projections and everything I'm seeing from, from the best uh, projection models that, that you know are starting to spit out stuff for the season have him just so far ahead of most of the other players um, in terms of value and everything that um, I'm zeroing in on him this year as a repeat MVP as opposed to anybody on the Dodgers. Uh, farther down the board, I don't I don't love anybody to compete with with these top teams, but I'm I'm interested to see how the American League shapes up and who. Who contends with the the Rangers, who have now kind of vaulted to the the front after this World Series? So, really excited for this year. Actually, it's going to be a good season. Uh, it'll be very interesting. Uh, again, with obviously for the Dodgers, just it feels like they got to win it at some point in a real season. Uh, but as I mean, we, you still got to play the game. No, the I, know, like the I know. Should win. Dodgers should be in the World Series. But the the wonderful thing about baseball is you got to play yeah. every single game. You know, and it's it's a long season. A lot of things happen. Um, you know, I hope the Dodgers are there just because I like watching them. I like being able to go to games, but a lot of things still have to break their way. And then again, the Dodgers and the Braves in this new format have been the two best teams in the National League the last two years, and neither of them got out of the division series either time. So. Uh, again, uh, baseball. Yeah, it's baseball. Such, yeah, such a great sport. Yeah, you can end up with a lot of a lot of craziness when this is when this is all said and done. Again, he's Jason Weingarten. Of course, you can find him on the tweets. Spreadopedia, where you find Jason's work. Uh, uh, of course, uh, Jason, one of the most respected betters out there right now. Jason, it's always a pleasure to see you. Thanks for hanging out with us today. We'll get you again. Uh, we'll get you again soon when we get closer to baseball season, so we can go through a whole bunch of award stuff. Uh, when we uh, we're into spring training, please. It's always fun. Thanks. Uh, nice talk to you, Jeff and Alex. And I'll uh, I'll be back soon. Absolutely, Jason Weingarten. Everyone, when we get back, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to look at some college hoops. One big one big Big East game. I almost tongue tied myself there. Uh, already underway, and a, a little bit more going on in college hoops. When we get back, sports by the book. South Point offers all the types of entertainment you'd expect at a first-class Las Vegas resort. Did you know our 400-seat showroom is one of Las Vegas' top destinations for live entertainment? Enjoy live performances by classic Vegas entertainers, bands, and today's hottest comedians, plus a rock and dance floor. 
You can also enjoy live entertainment at the Grandview Lounge, where you'll feel all the vibes of old Las Vegas. Enjoy the music. And if you love to laugh, don't miss The Dirty at 1230, our very own free comedy show. Every Friday night at 1230 a.m. in the Grandview Lounge. The Dirty is 100% free, so arrive early. Go to southpointcasino.com or call the box office at 77136 for today's performances at the showroom and the Grandview Lounge. When you're ready for your favorite cocktail, stop in and unwind at one of our seven specialty lounges. There's a bar around every corner, because you're in Vegas, baby. South Point Casino has plenty of attractions for the whole family. Catch a movie. Our 16-screen movie theater includes two XD extreme screens for the ultimate in viewing, sound, and luxury. After the show, treat the family to a variety of treats at our old-fashioned ice cream parlor, Kate's Corner. We scoop up a variety of creamy concoctions, including smoothies, hand-dipped cones, milkshakes, malts, sodas, and sundaes. At Kate's, there's something for everyone. And if you've still got time to spare, our bowling center might be right up your alley. Voted Best of Las Vegas, it's a great place for friends and family fun. 64 lanes, a pro shop, snack bar, and arcade. And while the kids are bowling, you can play slots and sip on a drink in the Alley Cat Lounge while overlooking the lanes. For our more serious and professional bowlers, the South Point is also home to a separate tournament bowling plaza. Welcome back in. It's Sports by the Book here at the South Point Studio. I'm Jeff Parles. Big thanks to Jason Weingarten for hanging out for about 20 minutes with us. Alex White is here as well. Uh, always, always good to check in with Jason. That was great. He gave us a lot of great information about the props and how he looks at them and kind of the research he does before he makes his bets. So let's just go there before we go into the college hoops for games starting at the top of the hour. We are going to have more props coming out throughout the week here in, in Nevada, of course. Behind us, by Friday, everything will be up. Uh, Chris and uh, Vinny doing a great great job, as always. Uh, the uh, other books in town, and we'll have stuff out throughout the week. Just what what is your process, basically? Is it very similar to just what you do in a regular season and, and go from there? Is there anything different that you do in, in a game, obviously, where everything's up and it's high volume and it's the only one on the, on the card? Um, I think... Pretty similar to what I do throughout the season, except, I mean, Vinny's right. Shop around. I like to go and get a a packet, a booklet from everywhere, right? And kind of compare and see what the numbers are. Because even like Jason said, you might see higher yards at one place. And if you're liking the over, don't take that bad number. Make sure you get the best number. So, yeah, just shopping around, looking. I definitely talk to as many people as I can, kind of see where they're standing. Um, any little side props that they like, like Jason said as well, for entertainment more than anything. You want to make your bets to win you money, and then there's some that are a lot of fun to root for throughout the game too. Is that similar to yours, or you have a different process here? I'm more active for this game. Now, kind of like in the past, I was like Jason, just no discipline, whatever. But <laughs> last, last, uh, last year is a little more tame. It just You can't force it again. If you want to bet, it, it just always my rule of thumb is, if I like an over, I got to do it immediately. Yes. If I like an under, I'm just going to wait it out. Uh, but like a plus money on an anytime touchdown, you got to bet it early more times than not. Uh, if you want to bet a, a popular long shot. So like, let's just take for example here. First play, first touchdown of the game period, not 
individualized for the team, just the first score of the game, period. Let's say I hypothetically like, oh, I don't know. Let's say I like Patrick Mahomes, okay? I'm not saying I do or I don't. I want to bet that now as opposed to closer to the game because people will come in and bet anything Patrick Mahomes related right. close to the game. Now, let's say I like the guy like, oh, I don't know. Uh, say, And then this goes two ways. Let's say I like Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. It was 30 to 1. No one's going to bet Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. No one's going to do that. I can wait. Maybe that even could go to 40 to 1 or 35 to 1 because other people will get bad and numbers will have to get moved. Uh, so I, uh, I would be the way that I would look to it. Um, just looking at these other ones for the just the individualized, like these are not anytime touchdowns. These are like strictly first or last. Right. Uh, or first by team. I can already tell you that I, I think I'm actually going to build out Valdez Scantling props in this Super Bowl. Are you? Which is a dangerous game, I know. But he <laughs> showed up this postseason. He has two of the biggest catches of the whole postseason so far. So I may be looking at, M at MVS right now. First chief touchdown. He's 12 to 1. First Kansas City score. If I want the first score of the game altogether, he's 30 to 1. Pizza money, a little more pizza money on one and slightly less pizza money on the other. Yeah. It'd be a good day at the office if he scores the first overall touchdown. Oh, it would be Double a great dip, right? Yes, definitely. <laughs> so we'll see how it all plays out. Again, it's it's always a always a fun go of it. And we'll have more uh more throughout the week. So the this props. Friday, football Friday, are you guys diving into the props that We're they put out? Everything. Oh, you are. Okay. Everything. You yeah. guys are going big now. Of course. I have to. Good. Who knows? Maybe you even may show up. I might. Maybe. We don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know if you know. It's kind of how this next week's going to go. Yeah. Right? Hey, we look, know. we'll have, just so everyone is aware, we'll have coverage throughout the city, throughout the week, next week, here, elsewhere, where there's big events going on through the week here in town. We'll be there. Yes. You'll see us all. If you happen to be uh, down there, uh, Mandalay Bay, and you happen to run into one of us, uh, please say hello. And if you see Frank Nicotero, please just call him Pittsburgh <laughs> or Sleeping Beauty. Right, Jerry? One of the two. Yeah, Jerry gave it a thumbs up. Punch it now. We don't, we don't want to <laughs> we don't want to we don't want to have violence happen. Uh, even though that would be <laughs> I know it is. But could you imagine someone like, oh, we, right? it's punch Frank Nicotero. Boom. Right. 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 in the kisser right there. Right in the face. No, no, we don't need that. We don't need that. But hey, why not? Uh Boy, I can't I can't wait to see Frank out in, out in action next week. It's gonna be a whole lot of fun. We have a lot of fun stuff planned uh for all you guys next week. What did uh, he say when we said we we're gonna send him to any event with the red carpet? He we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I, I yeah. have to I have to I have to double, oh, yeah, yeah. I have to double check I have to double check some stuff, but we will be around town. There's one event that hopefully Frank will have access to. Uh I'm not certain if he does or he doesn't. I have to check. Okay. But if he does, uh, hey, look, uh, he need to be uh It'll be South Point E Entertainment yes, with Frank Nicotero yes, that day. Most definitely. Uh, on that. All right. College hoops, Alex. Right now, a few games going. Uh, Purdue leads Northwestern early. Purdue closed 14, 13 and a half point favorites in that game. Uh, I didn't touch it. St. John's and Xavier. Xavier favored by two, up four early. Uh, Alabama, six and a half point favorites at Georgia, getting smoked early in the game, 11 to two. That's not good. Uh, did you bet Alabama? Yes, I did. Oh, I didn't realize you did. I, I have them on a, I did a small money line with a couple favorites. So Bama's on there. Let's go to Baylor in central Florida real quick. So 
All I'm going to tell you is this is a day in the Big 12 where I like the underdogs. I like Central Florida. Uh, it's not the, the most fun of picks in this game. Most of the numbers scream, go to Baylor. Baylor's lost three in a row. Kind of a bouncy back spot for them. But home road splits, again, with Central yeah. Florida, especially in conference. Their only loss in conference at home was BYU, which was a coin flip game. Depending on what number you got in that game, you either covered with Central Florida or BYU covered by the hook. Uh, I, I just I, I thought this number should have come two. So three and a half with Central Florida. Don't mind that. On that front. And then I like West Virginia. I think they'll win the game outright against Cincinnati. Again, it's ugly. I'm, I'm looking at two of the worst teams in the conference, but I like them both at home as small underdogs, Alex. Are you taking the points or you're taking them outright? No, outright with West Virginia, but with the points on Central Florida. Okay. Because I, I am on Cincy Moneyline as well. So it's a, it's a tough one, but we, well, can we both, both win can't there. win then. If oh, we're you're on money. the money line for that one, West Virginia. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Dang. West Virginia, again. Uh, Vinny two-way action. <laughs> yeah, Vinny's, Vinny's, uh, Vinny's very happy with the two-way That's... action on the desk uh, for that one. Oh, uh, where else are we going today? Uh, Connecticut is in action, and they're a huge favorite against Providence. So here's all I'm going to ask you, because this, this is a weird one, handicapping-wise, where Connecticut's won eight straight. They've won, oh, they're 18-2. and two. But since that loss to Kansas, they also have wins against North Carolina Gonzaga mixed in. They're now not your father's Gonzaga team, but regardless. This is a weird one, though, spot-wise, because Gonzaga just won by 43 points their last time out. But Providence is off that emotional game and Cooley returned. The fans were wild. Right. And yes, you're playing the defending champs. But if there's ever a letdown spot, it's coming. And you're playing number one in the country, no less, in the polls. It's so weird to say there's a letdown spot going into that game for Providence. (laughs) But sure as heck feels like a letdown spot for me, Alex. And I kind of wish that UConn just didn't win by 40-plus. Wish it was one of those games where they kind of messed around, won by 10, and when we're there. Because I'd be much more inclined to say, you know what, forget it. Forget what's going on. We're going to lay this many points with the, just a bad spot for Providence after that emotional win at home against Georgetown. I completely agree, especially with UConn coming off that big win. I just thought this was too many points to lay, but they're a great team. They keep proving it, proving that to us, and just makes me nervous. I mean, we saw North Carolina lose last night, so it seems like every night we're seeing somebody go down. Yeah, North Carolina loses outright at Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech beat both Duke and North Carolina this year. How about that? How about that for a team that's really not that good? Right. But uh, shout out to Mighty Mouse, uh, Damon Stoudemire, who has uh, done a very nice job year one in Atlanta, at least uh, making that team a little bit better. It's funny. They're three and seven in conference and their two win- two of their wins are against Duke Carolina uh, so far this year. All right. Going to my alma mater real quick. So this is a testament to what Arkansas has turned into this year. Where, by the way, if you were at Arkansas on Saturday against Kentucky, what a cover. Yeah. What a cover. You had no business getting there in the end, but you got there if you had Arkansas. Uh, these two teams are a nice combined 1-13 in conference play so far this year. Mizzou is winless. Arkansas's lone one is by a point against Texas A&M about two and a half weeks ago. This is a rivalry game. The programs do not like each other, at least for the hoops. Uh, it's six. Ken Palm only has this as three. 
I don't know how you can lay it with Missouri in this spot. I, I think this is, has to be a take with Arkansas. And if you really want to get greedy, I don't have a problem with taking a plus 210. Wow. Okay. I don't have an issue with a small bet on that, but plus six. Yeah. That's a lot of points to be getting, even with the mess and the injuries that Arkansas is dealing with. That's exactly what I said. I gave this out on punchlines today with Frank. I said I was curious to get your take, but really, I mean, you said it, Jeff. Very disappointing season for both these teams right now. And the fact that they are 1-13 and 13 in the SEC combined is really crazy. I just think six points is way too much for Missouri to be laying here. So I took the points. Kentucky and Florida. Why is this game at 5 o'clock Pacific? Interesting start time for a weeknight game. Kentucky's eight-point favorites at home. Or excuse me, seven-and-a-half-point favorites at home. There is an eight in the market. Total, 171. Last time these teams met, Kentucky went to Gainesville, came from behind 187-85. I don't really want anything to do with this game. I think the numbers are right. I'm not surprised this total is ridiculously high, uh, but I would look to nothing in this game, Alex. I, I think the numbers are pretty sharp here. I agree. I wanted to bet this over, but it came out that high. So I was hoping to get it maybe 165, but that's way too high at 171. How about New Mexico and Boise? about that? That's going to be a good game. 11-point line. Uh, just a, really just showing what that ho- advantage is at ho- on home court for New Mexico. Uh, of course, they are coming off just absolutely annihilating Nevada yes. on Sunday night. Uh, credit to Richard Patino. Remember this team last year? Undefeated through non-con. Imploded in Mountain West play. Missed the tournament. And after a 1-2 and two start in conference play with losses, yeah, on the road to Colorado State, nothing wrong with that loss, even though the Rams are not the team we thought they were in non-con. And a loss here in Vegas to UNLV. The thought is, oh, here it goes again. A fall apart. You're going to melt. Not so fast. They've won five in a row. Yeah. And they've looked pretty darn dominant in the process in the five-game winning streak with their closest, closest win being a 13-point win against Utah State. So they've really, and they, not like they haven't played anyone. They played San Diego State and Nevada in that mix along with Utah State. So they played three, the, arguably the three other best teams in the league. This is, it seems like a lot of points to 11 in this game, but, but the way New Mexico's played at home, it's hard to justify going against them. It really is, and I don't blame anyone who does look at Boise because, I mean, this Mountain West, they play each other so tough, and Boise has wins over SDSU and Nevada, Colorado State so far in conference. So... They play up to their competition. I wouldn't hate taking the points. I think, um, I don't know. I think New Mexico should be about a 10-point favorite, though, at home with the way they are playing and blowing teams out the last five games. But I didn't do anything here. I would lean to taking 11, though, with the Broncos. That is, again, a fascinating one uh, tonight in the Mountain West. There are some other Power 5 games. Uh I didn't touch Pitt and Wake Forest, which begins in about 10 minutes because the numbers moved off of what I would have wanted earlier. Like, I liked Pitt as a overnight. I liked them as a pick. Yeah. Don't like them now laying two and a half at home. I got it at one and a half. Laid the one and a half? I did. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I didn't mind. Like, it was a little bit of a window of a pick, but it wasn't a huge window last night. Um, No, I missed it. I, I thought it came open one, so. Yeah, but I think, uh, I mean, Wake's just two and six straight up and ATS on the road this year. So they have not been great. And they're allowing an average of 80 points to opponents away from home. So I like this um, this home team here. 
Oh, what about this other ACC game? Please, Notre Dame and Virginia? Yep. You want to lay 13 with Virginia? I didn't do that. You took? I did. I did go under. Oh, you went under 114. Okay. Well, I got 115 and a half, but I still probably would be okay with how the way these two play, and we talk about pace all the time. I think it's going to be an ugly one here. Virginia's quietly won four straight games somehow. They have looked much better. I mean, granted, Vatek, Georgia Tech, NC State, Louisville, not your murderer's row per se. Uh, but I uh, look, wait, just keep stacking wins and giving yourself a chance to get into the NCAA tournament yeah. again. They're going to have to beat someone good at some point. Their best win is Texas A&M or Florida, depending on whatever metric you're looking at. They will have their shots against Duke and Carolina later in the year. They get Carolina and Charlottesville the final Saturday of February. All right. Alex, uh, I want to shift over real quick uh, to the NBA just because I just want to throw this out there. This is a very rare potential NBA bet for me. How about that? Yes. A rare NBA bet tonight. Um, And I'm a little annoyed at the way that the league scheduled this. Damian Lillard returns to Portland tonight. The Blazers yesterday had to play Philly. Now, granted, thankfully, it's back-to-back both in the Pacific Northwest for the Blazers. But I like Portland first half here. Now, I know that may be a scenario where, yeah, Portland could come out flat and I get toasted by Milwaukee. By the way, Milwaukee last night played in Denver. So this isn't an easy back-to-back for them either. But... I'm getting six. Obviously, we know the backstory with all those years Dame spent in Portland. And it just feels like one of those that crowd's going to be on fire. And if Portland is going to be in this game, they probably will stay in it for a half and then fall off in the second half. So I actually, again, you know me. I think this is just my second pre-flop NBA bet all year. I'm on the Blazers plus six first half, Alex. Okay, I don't hate it, especially because both of them are playing on back-to-backs. How about Dame getting... um to start the All-Star game after all those years of being in Portland and in in the Western Conference and never got a start. Just had to go to the Eastern Conference. Jalen Brunson should be starting the game. That's my <laughs> that's my only comment. Now granted I don't really care about NBA All-Star stuff. But, but you're you I but, mean that is that is definitely a discussion that could yeah, be had. He, he should have uh should have had that uh had that start for sure. Uh, there's a, oh, for whatever my, for, I see, this is the change of my schedule. My brain was like, oh, it's Thursday. Why are there only three hockey games? Because it's Wednesday, Jeff. <laughs> so Alex, there's three hockey games tonight. There is three hockey games. And it's also because we're getting really close to that all-star game for yep, them. Correct. Uh, and a lot of teams are on by, on their bye this week as well. Um, what, uh, did you, any, anything with those three hockey games or no? To be honest, there's two that I like and they are both favorites, but oh. I'll give them out anyway. So I do like, um, Detroit Red Wings again. They are playing against Ottawa. They're coming off a overtime win two nights ago against Nashville. And then on the other side, I like the Ducks tonight because they are playing San Jose. San Jose, San Jose is playing off a back to back night and, uh, they want a game that they really shouldn't have last night so i think it's a good time to go against them so i have the ducks money line and i have the red wings money line red wings right now oh, red wings are barely a favorite right now barely yeah yeah i mean there's a lot Cheap of flip price. out there as well so uh you you can get a reasonable price on the wings at home against ottawa tonight again it's only ottawa detroit la and nashville and then san jose and the ducks uh san, 
San, San Jose, San Jose uh, look, uh, I, I will say this. For a team that looked historically awful to begin the year, in fact, the day of 14 wins, not too bad, <laughs> honestly. Because it really looked like for a while there, they were heading toward, whoa, that, this team may be lucky to win 10. And they're just a regular bad team. Right. <laughs> they're they're kind of like the uh, like the Cardinals, where we thought the Cardinals could be all-time bad in the NFL. They're just a normal bad team. Right. Exactly like that, actually. Oh, all right. Uh, before we go here, Alex, just uh, again, you're off the next two days. Just when these numbers start populating for player props, is there any angle that you're looking to attack over the next few days when a lot of these numbers are starting to populate? Jason made me a little bit nervous there because I really do think that Travis Kelsey's going to have a big game here, um, especially how we've seen him play in the postseason in these last few playoff games. So that's one angle. Um, I'm definitely going to see what we can get McCaffrey, but I know his are going to come out very high as well. So I'm going to do my research. I'm going to check what their averages are, what their medians are, how they play away from home, how they play in a dome, and um, we'll see what we come up with. But those are two players I'm definitely looking at from those sides. I think I'll probably try and look at Purdy's overpassing yards, um, especially if they're playing from behind again. But that's about it right now. What about you? I have not figured out what direction I'm going yet. I think the only thing, again, will be Valdez scambling. Okay. And it's playing with fire. I get it. But those numbers are going to be so shallow that I think it's an opportunity to look at that. Uh, pro probably Purdy to throw an interception as well in the game would be one. I know I'll have to lay a price, but I'll probably be looking uh, to see the best price I can get by the time everyone else has those out. Uh, we will not be betting the coin toss. Don't bet the coin toss. Save your money. There are better ways to bet the Super Bowl. Don't do it. Don't do it. I know it's enticing because you have a bet done before the game even starts, but don't do it, folks. Don't bet the coin toss. I know Chris probably come wandering in and be like, why are you telling everyone to stop to not bet the coin toss? But uh, just uh, just my own advice on that. Don't do that. Don't waste your money on that. Sean wanted to actually I'm flip stunned. the coin a stunned. bunch of times and see if we uh, had an advantage since we're in Las Vegas. But What? Yeah. We, we talked what? him out of it. Sean, okay, Jay, Jerry's, even Jerry's befuddled by that whole thing. Uh, what? I do wish I could bet on the anthem, on the length of time, and I wish I could do it. almost a always an over. Almost always, and it's Reba McIntyre. You don't think it would be a little faster this year? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I'm just trying to poke holes in your theory here, Alex. I don't have any any real handicap on that, <laughs> uh, at least yet. I, I know one, one mutual friend of ours has a handicap. We'll have to figure that out. Uh, as we go along. All right. That's all the time we have then. The uh, I'm back tomorrow. We'll have college hoops with we'll more on, uh, on right now, a small booklet of props that stay up, right? There we go. Stay right there. That will be a very big booklet of props by Friday afternoon here at the South Point. A few coming out every single day from Chris and company in the back there. So we'll be on the lookout for that. Uh, then, of course, Football Friday. We'll go through all the props because they'll be more likely they're not all the way up by then. And then we, uh, over the weekend, Alex, we'll be able to tell everyone our full plans yes. for next week. Uh, I have a good thought. We had a good meeting today to uh, get everything squared away on that front. But we'll have everything for you throughout the week. Good work as always. Thank you. You too. And you have a guest tomorrow as Jim always? Root. Very good. Jim Root tomorrow with us.
For the crew, Ann, Andrew, Jerry, great work, as always. I'm Jeff Parles. Shout out to Vinny. Shout out to Jason Weingarten for joining us today. We'll see you tomorrow. Sports by the Book, South Point Studio.